Or heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Mitch Thomason in Washington. President Trump just 11 hours away from his historic face-to-face meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The summit in Singapore will be the first of its kind between a leader of North Korea and a sitting president of the United States. We have the potential to do something incredible for the world. And it's my honor to be involved. President Trump is hopeful the meeting with Kim will be successful in denuclearizing the Korean Peninsula and paving the way for normalized relations. Greg Clugston, the White House. A hostage standoff involving four young children in Orlando, Florida. That's where police say a man suspected of battering his girlfriend before shooting and wounding a police officer is holding the youngsters in an apartment. The kids said to range in age from 1 to 12 years. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is up about 20 points. The Nasdaq, 18 points higher. This is SRN News. It's been called extraordinary, a must-see. An evening with C.S. Lewis delivers a personal look into the life of this literary great. Travel back to 1963 as C.S. Lewis shares his personal stories, from nearly abandoning the Chronicles of Narnia to meeting the American woman who turned his life upside down. An evening with C.S. Lewis, one night only at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley, June 22nd. Reserve your seats now at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com slash C.S. Lewis. Just after 9 o'clock, that means it is time for Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black. Here on Wellness 1570, if you've missed programs or you're looking for more information, uh, we have the podcast page available for pretty much all the programs, again, at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Your forecast for today, we'll see mostly cloudy skies, could see a scattered shower and a high around 82. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. 
The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Westin Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And man, I am so glad to be with you. So glad. I've uh, been a rough, uh, intense, exciting, uh, undulating line last couple weeks for me. I'm sure your last couple weeks have been pretty uh, impressive as well. So I'd like to welcome you to Like It Matters Radio, Radio Like It Matters. And the question I'm posing to our listeners today is Do you presuppose? It's rhetorical. Uh, you don't need to answer that question because I never ask a question I usually don't know the answer for. And the answer is absolutely you do. We all presuppose. Matter of fact, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. You know, that's where we're so easy to uh, judge everybody else's actions, but we judge our intent. Uh, because we know what we believe, and yet we don't know what other people believe. And... Uh, so it's an exciting show today. We're going to go through basically the presuppositions. You know, we all have prejudice. Yeah, it's a, become this terrible word today because people use that uh, in a divisive way. But let's be honest. We all have prejudices. We all have a discernment. We all have things that we can say are good and bad, things that we can say are right and wrong, uh, things that we might put in the category of profitable or unprofitable. Uh, I like to say resourceful or unresourceful. And if you think about all those phrases and words I just used, they're basically comparison words. And so don't you get it? If it's a comparison word, and then we must ask ourselves, then what are we comparing it to? And what we're comparing it to is this preset, this presuppositions, this prearranged uh, category that we call beliefs. Uh, because we're all driven by our beliefs. Everything 
do not do is driven by belief. And yet we can see out there other people acting and behaving a certain way, uh, and it doesn't make sense to us. Uh, and that's why today there's not a lot of understanding. And today, not only are we going to go into the, the fact that we all presuppose we all have prejudice, but the reason I'm setting this up is because there's also an understanding. And when I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? And, and let me tell you what brought about this whole uh, show that we're going to do today. You know, uh, two weeks ago, I was in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We had an incredible class, uh, Team 181. I uh, was blessed enough to drive to Minneapolis so I could do some good study time, uh, 16 hours of study. Taught a class, uh, drove back. I was home for almost two days and then drove for two days to Las Vegas. Uh, where I got the opportunity to not only um, deliver the funeral, officiate the funeral for my father, uh, but also to uh, reconnect, or should I say connect with the family, uh, uh, immediate family, my brothers and sisters, and then their family, their their children, their grandchildren. And so it was just a, an interesting, interesting uh, couple weeks. And I got to tell you, it's been like a time warp. Uh, it's been like a time warp, reconnecting with my siblings, um, being in my old stomping grounds of Las Vegas, where I grew up, where I went to college at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And it really made me look uh, and think about all the BS. Now, when I say BS, I'm not talking about the stuff that we step in uh, in the pastures here in Texas. I'm not talking about the cow droppings. That's not what I'm talking about, BS. I'm talking about belief systems. And uh, let me start with a pretty cool belief system. It's uh, called Life is Like a Round of Golf. It's a poem uh, by Jim Leland. I think it was posted by Jim, but it was written by Chriswell Freeman. It says, Life is like a round of golf. Life is like a round of golf with many a turn and twists. But the game is much too sweet and short to curse the shots you've missed. Sometimes you'll hit it straight and far. Sometimes the putts roll true. But each round has its errant shots and troubles to play through. So always swing with courage, no matter what the lie, and never let the hazards destroy the joy inside. And keep a song within your heart, give thanks that you can play, for the round is much too short and sweet to let it slip away. You know, and I love metaphors. You know, metaphors are uh, interesting things. It is a structured belief system. A metaphor is a figure of speech which makes an implicit, implied, or hidden comparison between two things that are unrelated but share some common characteristics. In other words, a resemblance of two contradictory or different objects is made based on a single or some common characteristics. I'm just reading from what I pulled off a definition of metaphors. In simple English, it says, when you portray a person, place, thing, or an action as being something else, even though it is not actually that, quote, something else, you are speaking metaphorically. You know, he is the black sheep of the family is a metaphor because he is not a sheep and is not even black. However, we can use this comparison to describe an association of a black sheep with that person. A black sheep is an unusual animal and typically stays away from the herd. And the person you are describing shares similar characteristics. Furthermore, a metaphor develops a comparison which is different from a simile, i.e. we don't use like or as to develop a comparison in a metaphor. And it goes on to say, using appropriate metaphors appeals directly to the senses of listeners or readers, sharpening their imaginations to comprehend what is being communicated to them. Moreover, it gives a lifelike quality to our conversations and to the characters 
of the fiction or poetry. Metaphors are also ways of thinking, offering the listeners and the readers fresh ways of examining ideas and viewing a words. And you got to get that because there's all kinds of metaphors. And I study the mind, as most of you know. Uh, and one thing I, I love is that the, a metaphor is like a nut. You know, a nut is a nutrient-dense uh, um, thing. So there's a lot of nutrients packed in this small little item. And that's what a metaphor is. You know, I love a metaphor. And a lot of, there's, I, I got this whole list of metaphors. Life is like, you know, life is like a flute. It may have many holes and emptiness, but if you work on it carefully, it can play magical melodies. How about this one? Life is like an elevator. On your way up, sometimes you have to stop and let some people off. Isn't that incredible? And I got this, uh, a couple of poems I got when I was on, uh, what is it, Quora.com. And this one was from Amir. He said, life is a canvas. Go fill it as you wish. Stretch it, pull it, make it vast. Draw a dragon, Godzilla, or even just a fish. Of colors you won't run out, of shapes you'd make them fit. Sometimes empty is as awesome, appreciate it bit by bit. And then he goes on to say, but life is a glass, uh, like a glass. And he says, a glass of life, I heard them rejoice. Everyone had a different shape. They told me they were there all by choice. Their glasses were empty, yet they all donned a cape. Some chose a soft drink, another called for spirit. One was content with water, he also passed it on. The glasses were seemed to get empty, and the party went on and on. You know, how about this one? Life is a river. Change is ever-present condition of life, but it's still your life, that is, until you die. And you know, that's interesting because, I, I, you know, that one didn't make a lot of sense, so I wanted to go underlying. And the cool thing was he, this guy who wrote this one actually explained it. He said, this is based off Heraclitus' uh, observation that you can never step into the same river twice. He formulated the philosophical idea of flux because a river constantly changed its flow even in, even in minute ways. And that per- particles of the river are constantly changing. As you are constantly changing yourself, you can never step into the same river twice. This leads to the problems of identity. People often think our identities are stable, stable enough that they can call us by our names throughout our life. My name is John today, but why still call me John as if I were the same person? See, this gets into this deeper structure. And that's what you got to get. These metaphors are nothing more than a complex belief system. You know, one of the most famous ones there is is life is a beach ball. I'm using a different word, a female dog. Life is a beach ball, and then you die. Now, that seems like a pretty simple little metaphor, but if you look at the structure of underlying beliefs in it, there's a lot of negativity there. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about do you presuppose. We're going to take a look at those presuppositions, the beliefs that structure everything we think, we say, and do, and understand that if we're ever going to connect with people, we truly have to step into their map of reality. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, 
this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Losing weight can be so difficult. Did you ever just feel like you needed a friend at times to help inspire you along your weight loss journey? Someone that could make you laugh and take away the loneliness of the everyday struggle? If you're looking for a weight loss community or maybe even just a buddy to be there for you every step of the way, go to weightlossbuddy.com and sign up for free today. Let the Weight Loss Buddy be your buddy. It will help support you 24-7 and applaud your success. The Weight Loss Buddy has your best interest at heart and will help by holding you accountable for all of your actions. Go to weightlossbuddy.com. Weight Loss Buddy will allow you to become the person you've always wanted to be and help restore your sense of worth. Sign up for free at weightlossbuddy.com. We all need daily support and encouragement to help us achieve our goals. And the Weight Loss Buddy is just what you need. Check out the testimonials on the website. Go to weightlossbuddy.com. That's weightlossbuddy.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, Here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work, one-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, I am posing a rhetorical question, do you presuppose? And the answer is always yes. We all have presuppositions. We all have prejudice. You know, today, that word prejudice is such a, a bitter, hateful word because it's always used in the negative. Uh, and it's not. We have, we're told to have discernment. Uh, we're told to, uh, uh, to beware. Uh, the Bible even tells us beware that the, uh, the enemy masquerades as an angel of light. We're supposed to have discernment. You know, sheep know the shepherd's voice. We're supposed to, you know, focus on only those things that are good and pure, that are healthy and profitable. And don't you understand all those words? Uh, make, uh, make us make a decision, make us make choices. And the reason today we're talking about, you know, your presuppositions is they're all belief systems. We all have preset beliefs. And, you know, we live in a time that we're so bitter, so uh, hateful, so against each other. You know, I was reading the news and it was funny, you know, uh, the Facebook came out, you know, the um, Robert Mueller just, uh, um, what is it, indicted 13 Russians. And this top executive from Facebook came out and said, I told you guys, 
It said, uh, this was uh, from the newspaper this morning, Facebook top executive comments on Russian meddling sparks fury. It says, a top executive at Facebook came under fire Friday after tweeting that it takes a well-educated citizenry to fight off Russian election meddling. And he said, quote, most of the coverage of Russian meddling involves their attempt to affect the outcome of the 2016 U.S. election. Rob Goldman, Facebook's head of advertising, tweeted on Friday, I have seen all the Russian ads, and I can say very definitively that swaying the election was not the main goal. He says, uh, most of the coverage of Russia involves their attempt to affect the outcomes, but that's not the main goal. He says, Goldman uh, said this, period, the majority of the Russian ads, uh, ads spent happened after the election. Part of the reason for lack of awareness is that very few outlets have covered it because it doesn't align with the main media narrative of Trump and the election. He says, quote, 44% of all total ad impressions, number of times ads were displayed, uh, were before the U.S. election, 44% on November 8th. 56%, almost two-thirds of them, were after the election, read a factoid released by Facebook in October, October 2017. The main goal of the Russian propaganda misinformation effort is to divide America by using our institutions like free speech and social media against it. It has stoked fear and hatred among most Americans. It is working incredibly well. We are quite divided as a nation. But because he said that, because it didn't go along with what other people want to believe, they want to get Trump out at any expense, that he colluded, uh, people are attacking him. And, and this goes back to what today's show is about. Do you presuppose? And the answer is absolutely yes. We all have different map of reality, and we've never seen a time uh, that we are so divided. And as leaders, uh, as leaders of companies, as leaders of our families, as leaders in our community, as leaders, we got to be aware of the culture. See, so many people, they, they take what's going on in the culture and they put it in this thing called politics, and then they ban you from talking about it. If you, Because we can't talk about politics. But the problem is, that's not politics. We're talking about culture. And again, culture is a series of repeated events. Culture is what you do in your company that allows for the produce. Uh, your business culture is those things that seen, those things unseen, the way you interact with each other. It is the, the rules that define all decision-making, is the way you interact with your people both internally and externally. Business culture can best be defined and expressed by the simple idea, the way things are done in your business. It's called business culture. Look it up. Google it. It's not called business politics. It's called business culture, the way things are done in your business. I teach business culture because from a good culture come great results. From a good culture comes great produce. From a good culture comes great leaders. But from a negative culture, it's the opposite. From a poor culture, it's the opposite. From a bitter culture, it's the opposite. But it's not politics. It's culture. It's a series of repeated events. It's a series of acceptable norms. It's the way we interact with each other. And today, let's be honest, uh, you know, it, it is so bitter. I mean, we're now taking this shooting in Florida and we're using it to ban guns and all that. And that's fine if you believe in that. Forget the politics part of this. But you got to get this. And this is why as a leader, you got to know people because we're in the people business. I don't care who's in the office. I don't care who you vote for. We are all in the people business. I don't care what you sell. I don't care if you sell computers or cars. You are in the people business. I don't care if you're in the service industry or the manufacturing industry. We are in the people business. Why? Because we are a people. When you look in the mirror, if you look at yourself, you're a people. You are. 
and you sleep with people, whether you share your bed with anybody else or not, you do it in your head, and we procreate people, right? We create little peeps, right? And we sell to people, and we buy from people. And you know what? If I was in the car business, I would know cars inside and out. I would know how they work. I would know how they break down. I would know how to repair them. I would know the kind of internal flow. I would know what would stop things from happening. So if there was a problem, I would then go through a checklist. And in essence, that's what I do. I understand how people work through my background in neuro-linguistic programming. For those that are just finding this radio station, my disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Byrne, a neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, uh, multiple intelligences with Dr. Howard Gardner, logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel, um, constant and never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, uh, Dan Goldman with emotional intelligence, and then, of course, um, I always f- ground everything in the truth. Because if it, the Bible doesn't support it, the Bible can't uh, at, say an amen to it, then I'm not sure how true it is. And so today we're talking about structured beliefs. And one of the things I love is the concept of a metaphor. Because a metaphor is a structured belief system all to itself. You know, <clears throat> I've heard this one before. I don't know if you have. Life is like a roller coaster. Or life is a roller coaster. And if you think about it, it's just one sentence. Life is a roller coaster. And based on your belief, like I'm not a big fan of roller coasters. You know, my life is a roller coaster. And so I'm not going to strap myself into a machine uh, to get myself ready to be sick, to get myself out of control where I can't stop, where I can't start. You know, for me, because life is like a roller coaster, I don't get on a lot of roller coasters because I don't have much control. And so for me, if someone say life is like a roller coaster, that's not a good environment. But this person who said life is like a roller coaster or life is a roller coaster, let me give you some underlying beliefs. This is the power of a metaphor. So let's unpack this life is a roller coaster ride. You know how riding a roller coaster is, right? It's a wonderful experience. This is this person who said it. Especially the first time, the thrills, the screams, the rise, the fall, the hurl, the woohoos. When you start the ride, it looks like a trial run. It is so slow and boring that you think it's a piece of cake riding it. Then the first fall comes. You find it hard to get a grip on yourself. Now accompanies this new feeling that you have never experienced before. The thoughts convince you that you are not fit to ride, and choosing to start the ride was a big mistake. That is when someone holds your hand and comforts you. It's someone who you wanted to take the ride with. They give you hope that there's a level ahead, and yeah, they are right. You know it's safe when you're level, but you clearly know in your head that there's going to be a rise or fall in something. So you don't enjoy the safety that this level offers. Instead, you dread what is coming next. Then comes the ride. You feel light. You feel delighted. You finally know how worthy the ride is. You look down and see the ground moving away. You look up and falsely hope you reach the stars. Sometimes the rise and fall are too close that you can that you get confused what your gut feeling is. Sometimes the fall is too deep, but the height of rise, hmm, not so much. After a series of rise and falls, you learn to enjoy both. But by the time you know it, your ride is ending. You regret for not realizing it earlier. Finally, there's no getting the ride until it's over. See, I would have never unpacked all that from that life is a roller coaster. That's what you got to get. We can have these structured belief systems that we might say one word or two words or a sentence, but unless you truly step into it, 
unless you truly seek to understand what this other person is like, you will never truly understand it. And one thing we got to realize about life is that we all have different beliefs. No two human beings are the same. And we live in a world today that if someone thinks differently than you, then you got to hate them. And unless they hate Trump, if you, they hate Trump, then you don't have to hate them. But if they don't hate Trump, you got to hate them more. Don't you see the weird stuff? At some point, we got to get in our own driver's seat. I talk about, you know, life is like a car. You know, we are the vehicle. Uh, uh, think about it. Our bodies are the vehicle. You know, I used to drive an orange beetle. And I was driving down the street, and no one said, hey, there's Black the Orange Beetle. No, I'm not the car. I was the guy inside the car. And one thing I realized is we all have these cars. There's tons of different cars, different shapes, different sizes, different colors. But it doesn't matter because the, the people driving have similarities. They're human beings. They're conscious. Uh, they're creatures. They want to love and be loved. They, they, want to dream, they have dreams and desires. They've been hurt, and they've hurt other people. And they want to live a great life just like you do. And once we can understand that, then we can have a better relationship. And so today, what I want to go through is how do we connect with somebody that has different beliefs? How do we truly get out of our own map of reality? Because that's what we're talking about. Our structure of our beliefs is what we call a map of reality. And no two maps of reality are the same. Even if you had twins, um, you know, in the womb together, grow up, but they're going to have different things. They're going to have a different fingerprints. They're going to have majority of the same genetics, but they're going to have different things. They're going to process differently. They're going to have different hurts and pains. They're going to have different beliefs. And even though they look alike, even though they share a lot of the same DNA, even though they share the same womb, they're going to have a different map of reality. And psychologists tell us, I think it was Dr. Adler said, that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And after the break, you know, we've talked about the golden rule, but do you know the platinum rule? After the break, we're going to go into how, how do you connect with someone? How do you use the three F's of conflict resolution to connect with someone that might believe a little bit different, to truly get out of our own map reality and step into someone's other's map reality? Because if you truly want to connect with someone, you don't have to agree with what they believe. You just need to understand. And so today, I am Mr. Black, and we are talking about Do You Presuppose? Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. 
Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're asking the question rhetorically, do you presuppose? The answer, let me the answer so you don't think about it too much. Yes, you do. Everybody presupposes. In case you don't know what a presupposition is, a presupposition is a form of perceptual filter. It is an attitude, a bias. Did you hear that? Every single human being has biases. It is a point of view. It is a perspective or set of assumptions or presuppositions about the object, person, or situation. This attitude, quote, colors all perceptions of the object. Let's be honest, no matter what some people, no matter what Trump did to some people, he could give them their house, he could give them a million dollars, they would still hate him, period, because that's what you're supposed to do today. You're supposed to hate Donald Trump. And so it's a presupposition. Everything is tailored. He had to collude with the Russians. He had to do everything, no matter what, you want to believe the worst about him. And then there's other people that believe that he is God's man for the time. Not our favorite man, not the guy. If we had a list of people we could choose, we might choose. But against everybody that's there now, he is the one. We wouldn't hang out with him. We wouldn't let our kids around him. But he is the man for the job. And so even when people want to attack him, those of us that think that it's a little bit much what the rest of the world is doing is going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Not because we want to. It's because of our presuppositions. It is our biases. Every single person has biases. If you look at people who run Planned Parenthood, they have biases. They believe that life doesn't start until someone gets out of the womb. Where other of us that are against abortion believe that life begins at conception. When you talk about Black Lives Matter, the whole concept of the Black Lives Matter movement was created by hands up, don't shoot, which was predicated on a lie. Michael Brown never said that, never did that. 
but yet it's it's built on a premise that black people are target of police officers and they're treated unfairly and there's more black people killed by cops than and that's none of that's true but this is what you got to get the truth doesn't have anything to do with it did you hear what i said the truth has nothing to do with it there's a lot of things that we buy into that aren't true there's a lot of things out there sold off as the truth every single day that aren't true you know we we're told that the nucleus drives the cell a lot of you still believe that it's not true but you can, you can still believe it Look up uh, uh, epigenetics. Look up, read the book Biology of Belief. A tenured uh, professor at uh, I think University of Wisconsin Medical School says, you know, everything we thought about what drove the cell was wrong. We used to believe the nucleus drove the cell, and he says, nope, the cell wall does. The cell membrane does. And he says, technically, we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by their environment. That there's a true statement. There you can see uh, what happens. It's called prison guard mentality. You can take the nicest person in the world and put them in a prison and make them a guard, and it's going to affect them. You can take the nicest person in the world and throw them in prison, and it's going to affect them, period, because we are driven by our environment. you got to get this. And so we have these belief systems, and these belief systems govern us. And why does this matter? Because at some point, you can ban all the guns you want. Between you and I, if I'm going to get killed by someone, I'd much rather be shot than hacked up knife to death, poked in the eye, poisoned, uh, all the different ways we can torture each other nowadays, chained bad, bad and slowly denigrated, and even waterboarding, ugh, right? So, boy, if we're going to ban things, there are a lot of other things I'd like to ban before guns. I'm just going to be honest with you. But some people believe that the guns are the root of all evil, and if you just take guns away from people, then you might want to read the Bible. Boy, we did a lot of pain and hurt to each other, and there were no such things as guns. Oh, my gosh, we trashed each other. We destroyed each other. Look at the whole slave trade. Look how terrible slaves are treated, no matter they're black or white. There's a lot of white slaves, a lot of Jewish slaves. There's a lot of black slaves. Slavery has no skin color, people. But, again, we get in these presuppositions, these belief systems that no matter what, we're not going to change it. And if you're this, you've got to believe this way. And if you're that, you've got to believe this way. And I'm telling you right now, you're better than that. And so what we got to do is take a look at how we work, because if you want to work better, you got to figure out how you work and then change what you're doing. Because Einstein told us really clearly the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You know, there are some people, I'm a Christian, my love for Jesus Christ is second to none. And yet there are some people uh, that call themselves Christians that won't have anything to do with me because I know NLP. And they believe I'm calling on spirits. And I'm doing, oh my gosh, that is so a joke. But yet their belief system is what rocks them. It doesn't matter what's real. What matters is what they believe real. And so they basically condemn me. They, you know, and that's not true at all. But it doesn't matter what's true. No one responds to reality, ladies and gentlemen. What we respond to is our map of reality. And that's why at some point, we got to get out of the driver's seat. At some point, we got to quit letting other people tell us what to believe. At some point, we got to quit letting other people define our reality. And we got to go in and take a look at our structure of our beliefs. It's like uh, my background is NLP. And in NLP, there are 13 presuppositions. Well, there's a lot more than that, but these are basically the 13 original, if you will. And these 13 presuppositions are a structured belief system that allows me to work with someone who I don't agree with their belief system, who I don't agree with what they did, but yet it's not about me agreeing with them. If my job is to help them to get from point A to point B, 
then there is a series of beliefs that are underlying what's going on. You know, communi- uh, one of them is communication is redundant. Uh, two, the, the meaning of your communication is the response you get. Uh, three, people respond to their map of reality, not to reality itself. Number four, requisite variety, meaning the element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. Number five, people work perfectly. No one is wrong or broken. It's simply a matter of finding out how they function now so we can effectively change how they function in the context to get something else. Number six, people always make the best choice available to them at time. Isn't that weird? Yeah, just some of these presuppositions for some of you, we would spend a class session or two sessions going over just the presupposition because a lot of people's belief system doesn't fit into this. And mine doesn't either. But when I'm working to in, in a conflict resolution way, when I'm working to help someone get through some trauma or drama, I don this belief system because this belief system allows me to be non-judgmental, allows me not to put my values onto other people. If what I want is to be right, that's different. I don't want to be right. What I want to be is helpful. What I want to be is move them from point A to point B in the most efficient, effective way. We can talk about right and wrong later, but that's not my desire. But people are working perfectly. I didn't say anybody was perfect. They're getting exactly the results they have programmed themselves to get. So if you don't like the results, change the programming. Number six, people always make the best choice available to them at the time. Number seven, every behavior is useful in some context. Uh, Recontextualizing behavior is a major category in what I do. Number eight, choice is better than no choice because with no choice, people feel stuck. It's called depression. Number nine, anyone can do anything. If one person can do something, it's possible for us all. That's both good and bad. You've got to get that, good and bad. Number ten, people already have all the resources they need. I'm not fixing anybody. I'm not uh, doing it. I'm just helping people use the resources that God gave them to the ultimate play. Number eleven, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Every response can be utilized. Number twelve, chunking. Anything can be accomplished by anyone if you break the test down into small enough chunks. And number 13, positive intent. Ready for this one? This will freak a lot of you out. Behind every behavior is a positive intent. Now, you might need to go down to five and six levels, meta that down. But at some level, you can find a positive intent. And why I cover all this? Because it all goes back to the structure of our beliefs. You know, we've all heard the golden rule, right? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. I think it's the book of Matthew when Jesus asked, what is the law? What is the greatest of the commandments? And I think Jesus said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is as the first, to love your neighbor as yourself. That is where the golden rule comes from. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But there's a big problem with that. That's not you. They have different traumas, different dramas. They have different BS. Again, I'm talking about belief system. Yeah, some of us, when you hear people's belief system, you might think it is the stuff you step in in the cow pastures. But, you know, Dr. Tony Alessandro, I've never met him, but I heard he's a nice guy, came up with something called the platinum rule. You know, because the golden rule is not a panacea. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule implies the basic assumption that other people would like to be treated the way you would like to be treated. But they're not you. Got it? Treat others the way they want to be treated is what he calls the platinum rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. But how do you know what that is unless you're willing to step into their map of reality? 
you got to get this phrase. We got to start connecting with people, building rapport. And that term I use a lot. It's, it's the essence of NLP. Rapport is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual or group that enables greater and easier communication. In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person or group of people by having things in common. This makes the communication process easier and usually more effective. Did you hear that? In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person group by having things in common. I mean, we've all met people where all of a sudden we hit it off well and we don't even know why. Or we all met someone that everybody said everybody's great and we just, something about them I don't like. See, these are all things going unconsciously. We meet someone and for some, some reason we really like that person. Don't even know why. But boy, I really, really like that person. And then other times we meet someone and everybody says they're a great, wonderful guy. That's kind of me for some of you. Uh, but then, you know, know something about them. These are unconscious things going on. And they're based on what we're, what we're doing. And Dr. Albert Moravian talked about an agreement-gaining presentation. And he says, basically, um, words only 7% of communication. 38% uh, is basically tone of voice, tonalities, different things that you can hear outside of words. And he says body language and visual things that people can notice, gestures and all that, that equates for 55% of the, quote, liking or disliking. So what you got to realize is these things that are happening unconsciously when we like someone or don't like someone, when we connect with them or don't connect them, we can take them out of unconscious competence and take them to the level of conscious competence and start doing it intentionally. So after the break, we're going to go into how do we connect with someone even if we don't see eye to eye. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. When I, attend- when I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. ProLife Across America.
I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I want to give a shout-out to our newest listening audience in Richmond, Virginia. We are so excited to be heard now in Virginia, specifically Richmond, close to our nation's capital. You can listen to us on AM 1290 and FM 103.3. And we play nightly, uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Of course, that's the Eastern Standard Time, uh, which is uh, just an hour beyond those of us in Texas. So it's cool because we play 5 to 6 on the replay on iHeartRadio. If you go to uh, AM, uh, what is it, uh, 1570 there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, sorry about that, Uh, you can listen to us on TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, live stream with them, and we play 5 to 6, which in Richmond, Virginia is 6 to 7. So we are so excited about being a part of the Richmond, Virginia audience. And, of course, we are locally, not only in Minneapolis, St. Paul, not only Richmond, Virginia, but also in St. Louis. So honored to be part of the uh, Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. And you can always listen to any archived messages whenever you want. All you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com likeitmattersradio.com and we are uh, expanding nationwide uh, we need some we need help. some people we need a team or we need some uh, funds so if you want to be a part of getting this message out to the world to change this world one person at a time reach out to me at mr black at likeitmattersradio.com mr black at likeitmattersradio.com i want to sh- read something to you from uh, toolshero.com says, uh, we communicate globally with one another by means of language, gestures, signs, and pictograms. It is almost impossible not to communicate. To get a better understanding of communication, Professor of Psychology Albert Moravian studied the importance of nonverbal communication in the 1970s. The influence of nonverbal communication is stronger than was first assumed. Albert Moravian studied the effects of conflicting messages. How come that someone who is stamping their feet while yelling, I'm not angry, does not come across as credible? That is why Albert Moravian developed a communication model in which he demonstrated that only 7% of what we communicate consists of the literal content of the message. The use of one's voice, such as tone, intonation, and volume, takes up 38%, and as much as 55% of communication consist of body language and other visual uh, things that can be noticed visually. This 738-55 model is still used today. 
But how can it be explained that a person actually listens to only 7% of the substantive message? This has to do with natural instinct. It also has to do, my own side note, is with our own BS, our own belief systems. The first human had an undeveloped voice and was dependent on nonverbal communication, the utterance of sounds. This is why nonverbal communication is deeply rooted in the brain, and we still use this primarily every day. So according to Moravian, Interpersonal communication regarding the communication model consists of three elements. Word spoken. That is what is literally being said. The spoken word is part of the verbal communication in this, and the intonation and body language are both part of the nonverbal communication. The vocal part is intonation. How something is said, the use of voice. Intonation is the vocal factor, and body language is the vocal factor. And then goes under body language visual, uh, which is posture, facial expressions, gestures someone uses. All those. And why this matters is because there's a congruence factor. You know, I always like to say, let me give you the picture of uh, incongruence. You know, it's me saying the words to, I'm so excited, by the Pointer Sisters with no excitement. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear the incongruence? And so the reason I'm bringing all this up is those three levels, the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic, those three levels, the words, the intonation, the body language, that's how we gain rapport. Remember, people's external output, their words, gestures, physiology, is a physical representation of their internal map of reality. In order to connect with someone, to gain rapport, you got to get this. We must meet the person on their external output, which unconsciously builds a level of trust because you must have a similar map of reality. See, this is how it works. No one can read anybody else's mind. But what happens is the external expression of what's going on in our internal experience is through things that people can see, hear, and feel. Your words, your gestures, your emotion, uh, your eye movement, all that stuff tells people some information. And in order to truly connect with that person, we must match that. We must be similar in that regards. Why? Because unconsciously, that person makes the association that since your external output is similar to my external output, that they must be like me. And the whole reason that rapport works is the same reason why there's this hatred and bitterness in the world. Because people like people like themselves. That's the key. People like people like themselves. And so what we got to do is be able to match and model because people are constantly judging us. Remember, I'm teaching as a leader now. It's just, it's not, this has nothing to do with what I'd like it to be. You know, when I share the truth, it's not what I want to be the truth. It's just the way it is. I don't get to decide that. That's why I study the Bible. It's not my opinion. I'd love before I was married to be able to be intimate with people I wasn't married to. But the Bible says that's wrong. Now the world says it's okay. And this is where you got to get your own what is true. You can't be judging yourself based on what the world says because someday you'll be standing in front of a true judge. And you will have to give account for your life. And at no point will you be able to bring in anybody else from why you did what you did. It's all about you. And so in this world that's full of hatred, where we can justify our own hate but condemn everybody else's, we got to learn how to connect with people. And a big deal is to be able to step into their map of reality. You don't have to agree with it. Because there's something I teach that's called the three F's of conflict resolution. It's feel, felt, found. 
And the way it happens when you're in conflict with someone, you've got to step into their map of reality. You've got to understand what they're going through. And then you, you start with the three Fs. I understand how you feel. Well, you can't truly say that unless you're willing to step in someone else's shoes. And then the next step is say, I felt this way. Because when you're saying, I understand how you feel, you're, you're ponying up to them. You're, you're coming right next to them. And then what you're doing, I understand, I felt this way. Now you're basically walking with them. You're saying, I've been through something similar. And then one thing I found, think about this. When you got someone who's black of color talking to a, a person who's not of color, and they're wanting to talk to them, one of the first things, they do it on sitcoms and everywhere, of course, well, how would you know how a black person in America goes through? And they got you. Because, of course, I'm not a black person. But I do know what it's like to be treated unfairly. I do know what it's like to be pulled over because I'm a young kid driving down the strip. I do know what it's like to be harassed because I'm a young male pulled over by a cop. I do know what it's like to be cheated on. I do know what it's like to not get my fair shake. So I do know that. You're right. I don't know what it's like to be black because I'm not black. I can't profess to be. But I do know what those other things feel like. And so that's how you're going to do it. And then one thing I have found, that's the three Fs of conflict resolution. And so in order to connect with someone, there's a couple things that need to take place. You need to be able to match and mirror the person in three areas, body language, voice, and words. We can then pace and lead the communication, allowing effective communication to take place. And by the way, this happens for some people naturally, unconsciously. Remember, there are four levels of learning. And the highest level of learning is something called unconscious competence. That means you don't know what you know. That's how smart you are. It's mastery. The problem with unconscious competence is you can't teach from there. You must back to the third level of, uh, of learning, which is called conscious competence, where you know what you know. And this is where you teach from. And so it's taking this from the unconscious to the conscious. And so there are a couple of terms. We've got to learn how to match a model, how to pace and lead, how to mirror. And in these three different areas, you know, we can build rapport with people. We can connect with them. But we got to step outside of our own beliefs, our own map reality, and be willing to step into someone else's and st- put it on and see how it feels. And sometimes you got to say, I can only imagine. When I'm talking to a woman who's having uh, female problems who just gave birth or whatever, I could never say I understand how you feel. She should reach out and slap me. Of course I can't understand. So when I say I can only imagine how you feel, I've never been through the process of childbirth, but then I have done something, da, da, da. And I have heard that it's like bottom, bottom lip and putting over a watermelon. And, man, that doesn't sound too appealing, and I can't do that either. You know, I'll do that a little bit to just pony up next to them. Because if I attempt to say I understand how you feel, just like I'm talking to an angry person who's black and who doesn't like white people because they've been told that white, all white people are privileged and the white people want uh, You understand? So this is why you got to learn how this works, to match a model, to pace and lead. If someone's gesturing a lot, you gesture a lot. If someone's not, you don't. If someone's using certain words, you use certain words because you want to connect with them. You're dealing not only with the conscious, but you're dealing with the unconscious. And, man, this is how you lead people. And that's what I'm here for. That's why I call myself a life caddy. Uh, Caddy helps you carry your bags. A caddy helps you play the game better. A caddy wants you to enjoy your game and takes care of all the other stuff. I can help you understand people. I can help you connect. I can help you get rid of some of that bitterness, some of that hurt, because we all have presuppositions. We all have ways to do things. Just email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you 
When you live your life like it matters, it does. Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating a nicer weather with what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-weather pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine, too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. <laughs> I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool in Janassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun serious. <laughs> Your resource for health and wellness.